Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, May 9th, 2021. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. Another amazing show coming up for you tonight. Brian Compton of NHL.com will be joining us. My name is Sean Cuthbert. With me, as always, is Mr. Christian Arnold. Christian, happy Mother's Day. Well, Happy and, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. And all there. the mothers out there. Yeah, you're not a mom. <laughs> yeah, I'm not But, a mom. you know, we're, we're getting in the spirit. The, the, the thought was nice. Yeah. I appreciate that. Sean, How are you? It's, it's, I'm doing well. How can I not be doing well? We're, we're some short period of time away from playoff hockey. And That's right. And our buddy Brian Compton's going to be on the show. And, yes. And boy, did it pain me to say the words, my buddy and Brian Compton. In He's the your sentence. buddy. It's okay to say it. He's your buddy. That. He's my buddy, too. We love B-Comp. Excited to talk to him. Yes. Yes, that's right, folks. We got one game left, and then the playoffs are coming. And we're going to dive into that, but I'm going to tell you about our sponsors first. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll dive into that. Exactly. So we're very happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great people, and great service. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. We are also thrilled to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And we are also very happy now to be sponsored by... Manscaped, brand new sponsor. Support for Hockey Night in New York is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered precision tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. That's right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the exclusive offer just for you, 20% off, plus free shipping worldwide with promo code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. And if you're watching us right now, it's right up there at the top of your screen. Get, get the grooming going. Let's go. Chris, you got anything to say about that? I do not, nor should <laughs> I. sure? I feel like that's, yeah? that's just... Uh... Okay. We're asking for trouble. Okay, fair enough. Well, brand new sponsor. We're excited about it. We're happy about it. We'll be talking about it a little more later on. We're trying it's to keep the show on the rails for the first five minutes at least. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to the rest of it later on. So with with all of that out of the way, Christian, we're, we're looking at this week that we just had, and it also wasn't the best one for the Islanders. Uh, they lost to a goalie previously with only ECHL experience. Yes. Oh, Twi- no, he played in the AHL a little bit. Did he? I thought it yeah. was just ECHL. No, I think the highest he played was the AHL. Well, I like to make stuff up here at Hockey Night But the York, last so game he had... That's why we have Christian. last professional game he had played in was for the ECHL. Ah, okay. Yes. That makes more sense. See, I, I got it wrong, but that's why you're, you're not, here. But to, you're not wrong. Correct. You're in the realm. Okay. Just, you know. So they lost to him. Yes. <laughs> Playing against the Sabers, actually, uh, it's funny. I saw I saw Donnie that day, and he goes, "They're gonna they're gonna lose two nothing. They're gonna lose two nothing." And they didn't lose two nothing. Their fans do seem to be very conscious no, but, and aware of of this. You know, when the new guy comes from the other team, but it it's, always it's a happens. So it, it kind of makes sense why right. people are so ingrained yeah. in, their, in their heads to do it. I get it. So that happened. I, twi- I said they would beat them by six nothing, and I was also wrong. So it was. Oh, our predictions were a little off. Yeah. 
from yeah, last week. Yeah, we were good. we were we were very glass half full. In fact, we had the whole glass filled to the tippy top, <laughs> and it did not go that way at all. That'll teach us to be optimistic, right? Seriously, we got to give Andy a call to <laughs> apologize, <laughs> bring us down a notch. Yeah. yeah, that too. But yeah, then they get the the two one loss to Jersey on home ice Thursday. Uh, a little some some boo birds from the crowd. And then they blasted Jersey out for for the final regular season game at the Coliseum. Well, well we, we might, think maybe we'll see. Last night, five to one. So well, let's remember that when we're when they're playing uh, in October. There, well, tell us, Christian, what do you say, CA? Well, obviously, it was a rough week for the Islanders, losing to the Buffalo Sabers twice, the New Jersey Devils once. Finally, getting that monkey off their back offensively with. Barzal scoring, Jordan Eberle scoring, Kyle Palmieri, which might be the most important person yeah, on that roster absolutely. right now getting going. And, and that was probably his best game as an Islander. Um, you know, you looked at the way he was playing, and he was playing confidently. He was playing aggressively. He was playing, as Barry Trotz said, with an edge. And mm-hmm. he got a goal, a pretty aggressive goal nonetheless, too. And, and he looked good with the Oliver Wallstrom, uh, John Gabriel Pajot line there. And uh, it's certainly perhaps... Maybe where he's best suited and all these calls for him to be on the top line, maybe maybe we're all wrong. Maybe that's exactly <laughs> where he needs to be in playing his best hockey because yeah. when you think about where he's played well, I, I feel like the best games we've seen him in have been with Pajot and with Wallstrom. Yeah, and I think that'll you know benefit those guys as well, yeah. Pajot and Wall, because... And I'm sure Barry's thinking about this, too. He needs to have some set lines going into the playoffs. Yeah. Because, I mean, you don't want to be juggling around no, not for game all. one. So maybe that's what we see. And, and yeah, I mean, we were kind of, or at least I can speak for myself here and say we were kind of campaigning for, for Paul Mary to get a look. I wrote a line. whole story about it. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not one to talk either. Right. And and he got a little bit of a taste. But, yeah. but I think the main reason why ourselves and also, you know, Fans in the in the in the in Islander country were, were calling for because everybody just wants to see him get going, right? Like I don't I don't care if he's playing with Pajot or if he's playing with Barzell as long as there's production, as long as there's there's numbers going on the board. Whether whether Paul Mary's assisting on Pajot's goals or scoring off of you know feeds from Pajot right. doesn't matter to me, as long as they're scoring more goals in the opposition. Well, it was a Wallstrom feed that he scored off of. It was a flip pass from Oliver Wallstrom. Oh no, I'm just saying break. generally, but but yes. But, um, yeah, look, I don't care where the goals are coming from as long as they're scoring more than the other team. So right. if, the, if the New York well, Islanders Well, ultimately, that's trust, what hockey and sports are about, putting up more points than the other true. team. It's true, and I would like to see the Islanders do that more against their opponents. Especially teams like Buffalo and New Jersey. Yeah, well, that's all behind us now. The season series against Buffalo is over. It's over against Jersey, and they didn't uh, end it very well. But Barry Trotz doesn't seem to care. You see, seemed to be like, you know what? We're just kind of figuring things out right now. He said maybe we'll put the pedal on tomorrow mm-hmm. if uh, if the game means something. It looks like it, it will if if they have any sort of desire to finish third instead of fourth. Right? You know, I don't know. I don't. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Whether the Islanders look at the potential matchups between the Pens and the Caps, and I mean, to a much lesser extent, Boston. I think they still have a chance at two if they went out. But at the end of the day. I don't know if the Islanders are looking at this and saying, yeah, we, we'd rather have one team over another, or we just want to finish as high as we can. I, I think the main goal at this point is just to finish out healthy, get every all of their ducks in a row, and make sure, as Barry Trotz has said on a number of occasions, that you know he doesn't necessarily look at the results, but how the team is playing and, and mm-hmm. their style and their and their effort and um, certain details of the game. One of his favorite words, you know, is always you know detail in someone's game. You talk about when he's talking about Wallstrom or he's talking about Palmieri. Um, he talks about the detail in their game, and he likes to see it. So I think that's really, at the end of the day, what he's looking for. Yeah. I, I, I think that he kind of 
I don't want to say he resigned himself, but there was an understanding that by Thursday, the Islanders were basically locked up where they were locked up. And that if they finish third, if they finish fourth, it's not going to matter. It's not going to make much of a difference. They're playing a good team once they get to the playoffs. And their ultimate goal is just to make sure that their, their side, their game is ready when they hit the playoffs. Right. And we, we called this week, uh, the battle for home ice last week, and it wasn't much of a battle no, at all. It was not. They fell on their faces pretty quickly. The The natives were getting a little restless with the results against Buffalo, and rightfully so. They're the worst team in the league. Yeah. And also because, I mean, they kind of just kind of picked that up from, from playing 500 hockey previously. They had the two big wins against the Rangers. But outside of that, I mean, again, we had, we had the um, all-time negative <laughs> Hockey Night New York episode last week. And just talking about how they, they really haven't looked like the team that they were previous to the trade deadline. Right. But again, I, I mean, I said it on Twitter the other day, as long as they look like that team for game one, that's all that matters. Home ice would have been nice. A banner would have been nice. I mean, it's been ages since they got to put anything up in the rafters aside from a, a retired jersey here or there, right? I mean, it'd be nice to see some new achievements there. It doesn't mean anything, though. It's all about the chalice at the end of the, at the, end of the playoffs, so as long as they're ready to go and they can take four four games starting on the road, that's all that matters. So be ready for game one, work out your kinks, and you know hopefully they they win some games. And I think that uh, understandably there is there's a certain amount of concern up until Saturday when you saw them kind of re- return to form, so to speak, where you where you had all these different guys get going. Brock Nelson scoring his first double digit goal in about a month. Um, you know, like I said, Barzal scoring for the first time on what felt like forever. Jordan Everly scoring for the first time on what felt like forever. Kyle Palmieri finally getting back on the scoreboard yeah. for the Islanders. Encouraging. Um, you know, an effort that was really seemingly outside of what well, was interesting. I will say what looked to be, <clears throat> excuse me, what looked to be a, a more 60 minute effort than we've seen in quite a while. Barry Trott still kind of spoke about after the game his this disappointment, I guess you could say, about how the Islanders kind of got away from their game after they got to 5-1, which is interesting, which is kind of the the barriers that we've seen during the course of the regular season, where even though they look like they're playing phenomenally, he kind of tries to humble the group a little bit and make sure that they don't get too far ahead of themselves and kind of nit, not nitpicking, but picking up on different points that still need to be improved on even when the team is going well. So even that maybe is a bit of an encouraging, encouraging sign because yeah. you're realizing now that um, you know, Barry's seeing, at least from where I'm sitting, Barry's seeing the team get back to a performing where they had been beforehand, and now he's kind of getting back into his, his old ways and, and the comfortability to still kind of nitpick at certain things while knowing that his club is in a good spot. Yeah, I mean, Barry is pretty much Joe Cool when he gets up there for his press conferences. Yeah. You know, like, he's he's got it together, win or lose. He's He doesn't get too high, get too low. So if you see him getting looking concerned or emotional, then you know there's a problem. So the fact that he seems okay with where they're at and he's glad that you know they've been healthy up until this point for the most part. I mean, obviously without the big guy, the right. captain, Anders Lee, but everybody else has been able to still stay remotely healthy. So if he's feeling good, I'm feeling better about it. And we're still waiting to see whether or not they're going to have a break, I think. Has there been any update on what's well, going on Well, we know the they'll probably be at least a week. We've, I, I know people are asking in the chat already. I've, I've also heard, I know someone said he heard Saturday, Sunday, uh, he or she have heard uh, Saturday or Sunday as a start. I've also heard that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's confirmed or not, If that, but there are a lot of different variables. And, um, you know, if the NHL does start, let's say they start before the uh, North Division finishes, yeah. you know, that the first round, I would have to imagine, is going to be 
the the breakup between games, I would have to imagine, would be longer than usual to try and make sure that everyone catches up at the right time. But right. Because it, it's all fluid. Right. Because whether you have a break now or later, you, there's going to be a break somewhere right. because if they finish the games, they're or still waiting for them to catch up. You just try and slow down the series. Like you play game one, let's say Saturday. Do you hold off and wait to play you know game two for the Islanders on like a Monday or Tuesday and give yeah. them a couple days in between? Yeah, well, glad it's not my job to figure that oh, out. Oh, thank God. <laughs> the NHL is sorted out. I'm sure it'll all be fine. But, folks, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash HockeyNightNY. Welcome to the chat. Thank you so much for joining us here. And, of course, at your favorite podcast providers, we're going to take a break because our pal, Brian Compton from NHL.com, is going to join us. We'll be right back. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country. You'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. 6-7-8-0-0, or visit them on the web at TieTechnology.com. That's Tie T I E Technology.com. Tie Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. The only thing better than a Great Long Island Deli is a Great Long Island Deli run by diehard Islander fans. Blue Line Deli and Bagels located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington will make any Islander fan feel right at home with its familiar blue and orange theme and Isles decor. Blue Line Deli and Bagels proudly serves Bagel Boss Bagels, along with breakfast favorites, hockey-themed heroes, quesadillas, salads, fresh-made smoothies, and much more. So stop on in for delicious food, a clean atmosphere, and a happy staff ready to greet you with friendly service no matter what team you support. Want to place an order for pickup? Call 631-944-3222 or visit bluelinedeli.com to check out the menu and order online. Blue Line Deli and Bagels, where the great selections will have you saying... Yes, yes, yes. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Christian Arnold. That's right, this is Hockey Night in New York, and of course, it's that time of the show when we go on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology, and on the line with this is our quote-unquote friend, Brian Compton oh, from no. NHL.com, Unbelievable. known for the uh, B-Comp queue at Blue Line Deli, and That's right. an Islander expert extraordinaire. Brian, what's going on, buddy? I made it nicer at the I'm end. I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Doing great, pal. Good Happy to have you on. Mother's Day to all the ladies watching. Happy yeah. Mother's Day. And, hey, thanks for joining us on this special holiday. Hope the missus had a nice Mother's Day. You know what, Shawnee? I, I called it, too. She's actually snoring as we speak. I told you that. that. <laughs> Amazing. She had a very good day, though. Awesome. Glad to yeah. hear. Well, she earned it. Uh, absolutely. I mean, she puts up with you every day. She she earned it nonetheless. Fair. I think she that is. is a saint. <laughs> no doubt about that. <laughs> 
Brian, obviously a lot to talk about with the New York Islanders as far as their push to the playoffs. Not a great week in terms of getting home ice and finishing strong here heading into the postseason, but but a big win in the sense of the players that got going last night against New Jersey, including Kyle Palmieri. And I want to start there with how important it was for Palmieri to kind of have the game that he did last night uh, and perform the way he did to get the goal, obviously, his first and I think about 12 or 13 games there um, since his last goal against New uh, against the New York Rangers last uh, last month, um, but how important was it for him to finally get going, especially in that game with only two regular season season games to go? Yeah, it was huge. They needed, they really need him to get going in the worst way, and he had a couple of chances Thursday night, mm. uh, even though that game just had a preseason feel from opening puck, uh, opening faceoff. But um, to see him get one last night was was enormous. Not just him. I mean, Brock Everly. I mean, they need these guys um, to produce in the playoffs because um, I think defensively, you know, there's been some hiccups uh, over the past few games for sure, uh, you know, aside from last night when I, when I thought that they were really good from, from opening faceoff. But they, they need these guys uh, to produce offensively in the playoffs if they're, they're going to have any hope of advancing past the first round. No question about it, Brian. And, and speaking of the playoffs, we were just talking about it before you came on, the fact that you know, if the Islanders had any chance to get home ice, they kind of blew it right in the early going this past week, and that's no longer on the table. They're going to finish three or four. And you just look at how good they were at home this season, and Christian and I have had a couple of back and forths over that throughout the year. Is is this going to be a problem? It seems like Barry Trotz isn't so worried about things. He just wants the team ready to go. Is is losing out on home ice going to be an issue for them heading into round one? Well, I think it hurts uh, because they've been so good at home from the from the start of the season, and they really haven't been good on the road at all. I mean, what are they, 11 of 27? I mean, that's not going to cut it in the playoffs, that's right. for sure. So um, they play a style that will benefit them uh, regardless of, of the of the venue, but um, they're certainly going to have to be better on the road in the playoffs if they're, they're going to have any success whatsoever. It's been tr- It's been really perplexing because they've been dynamite, at the Coliseum, but they've certainly got to figure some things out on the road if they're going to have any playoff success. Become uh, the NHL relaxing some of their their COVID restrictions as far as the playoff teams that are I think it's eighty five percent vaccinated and, and uh, I believe according to Barry Trotz the Islanders will meet that threshold. Obviously, one of the things we've heard a lot of, uh, from Barry Trotz during the course of the season about some of these road woes from the Islanders has been kind of the. Um, the restrictions that they have on the road and kind of the limited things that they can do and, and how that impacts them when they hit the ice. Does the, in your mind at least, does the change in COVID restrictions maybe help them be, be a little bit more, a bit better or more comfortable on the road uh, with a little bit more freedom that the league is now allowing them? Yeah, it can't hurt. I mean, you think of, of last year uh, in the bubble when they were basically going to the rink and, and in the hotel, otherwise doing the ping pong tournaments and everything else to right. uh, just, just keep their sanity. I mean, this is going to be enormous, not just for the Islanders, for, for all the teams that, that meet that threshold, Christian, because, um, you know, I say this all the time, these guys are human beings too. And, and I know that they make a lot more money than we do. I, yes. I get that part of it. I'm not their accountants, but I'm sure that their bank accounts look way better than mine does. Um, but the fact that they Maybe. haven't gotten, the fact that they haven't gotten to do a whole lot, even throughout the course of this season, um, it's tough. It's tough on everybody. It's tough on them and their families, you know, their wives and you know, young kids. Some, some of these guys have young kids. So um, to be able to, to do a little bit more on the road, 
uh, in the playoffs, regardless of the city that they're going to play in. It looks like Pittsburgh, but we'll see how it shakes out. Um, it, it's it's going to be huge for them, no question. Talking with Brian Compton on the line here, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. B-Comp, obviously there's still a chance the Islanders do move up one position in the East Division. That would be the third. Um, but if they win out tomorrow against the Bruins, and I think the Bruins would have to lose their last game of the regular season, if I'm not mistaken. At this point, how much of a difference does that make for the Islanders going into the postseason? Does, does, is there really a big difference between third and fourth at this point? Well, the the only way it really makes a difference, Christian, is if they finish third and then they play the Bruins in the second round of the playoffs. Other than that, there's really not a not that big of a difference here. Uh, and then you you would have the, you know home ice in the next round. That would be enormous, obviously. But just given uh, the disparity in their in their record uh, at home and on the road. But other than that, I mean, you guys know this. The division has been dynamite since the start of the year. There's so much parity, so much talent. Um, they're going to have their work cut out for them, regardless of who they play. I think they know that. For sure, Brian. And Christian and I discussed this a little bit as well before you came on, and we're still there's still a little bit of uncertainty as to when the puck's actually going to drop on Game 1, whether the Islanders are going to have maybe a little bit of a break, maybe a little more of an extended break. Is that something that now obviously it's not going to be nearly as long as the break they ended up having last year and the way they were just able to change gears and look like a completely different team when they came into the playoffs in the bubble last year. Is this something that they might be able to benefit from maybe with, you know, just some extra practice time, maybe get Palmieri, you know, worked into the power play a little bit more, just things that they can work on that they really haven't been just with this tight squeeze schedule. And, you know, maybe not only do we see Palmieri factor into things a little bit more for the playoffs, but just the team looking more like themselves prior to the trade deadline. Yeah, it's it's going to be huge, Shawnee. I can't imagine that, that they're going to have at least three days of practice. So they'll have another day off, probably Tuesday, um, and then at least three days of practice. Will they play Saturday? I don't know, but I think that's the earliest that they would play again. Um, so to have that practice time to not only work on special teams, I mean the power play – uh, clearly still needs a little bit of work, but just to give Barry time to figure out who's going to play with who, um, because we really still don't know. I mean, he's tried different things. A, yeah. a lot of it really hasn't worked out the way that he would hoped. Um, I know fans don't want to hear this, but I would be floored if Leo Komarov is not on that top line for game one, because you know what you're getting from Leo. And for whatever reason, even if they're not scoring goals at the rate that everybody wants those three guys to score goals, um, five on five defensively, they're they're really really good, and that's what's most important to Barry Trotz. He is way more keen on keeping the puck out of his own net than trying to win game seven six. You mentioned that defensive game, and I think one one thing that people have constantly asked during the course of the regular season, even now in our in our chat, has been about Scott Mayfield, and and obviously I, I think Mayfield will be even be the first to admit it. He's he struggled at times during the course of the season, and while the numbers don't necessarily ref- reflect some of the um, criticisms of Mayfield, there's no doubt that there's been moments where uh, his play has has cost the Islanders at times. What? But the question I guess everyone kind of always asks is why is there a reluctance not only just with Mayfield but the Leo Komarovs and some of these other players for Barry not to pull them out of the lineup compared to a Wallstrom or, or um, you know someone else who maybe is given a shorter leash? Well, I think with Mayfield in particular, he's not going to come out because he's such an important part of the penalty kill, mm-hmm. and for the most part, the PK has been pretty good, right? So oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you take Mayfield out, who's going to go in? Uh, honestly, on that right side, um, you have you know Br- Br- uh, Braden Coburn or Thomas Hickey, but 
I don't think that's going to be the case. And to be honest, you know, to stick on defense for a second, guys, I kind of expected more from Noah Dobson at this stage of the game. He had some pretty good glimpses at the start, um, but I don't think he's evolved the way that Barry Trotz or Lula Morello or anybody in the front office would have liked. Um, I'm not saying that he's not going to be the guy that they're hoping for. I think he still will be. Um, But I think they need more from him come playoff time. And I don't know um, if he would necessarily come out. Um, But we know how Barry is with the younger players. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to do what he's asking of you, um, the leash is much shorter than with a guy like Scott Mayfield, for sure. Yeah, Brian, and I think that's a great point that you brought up because, you know, Noah Dobson was kind of supposed to make us all forget about Devon Taves this year. Right, and, right. And it seems like, you know, whether whether it's, you know, coincidence or not or it really does tie in, but it seems like since he came back from that little, what, COVID protocol that he right. was on for a little while, he kind of wasn't the same player that he was in the beginning. So I think I think there's there's some merit to that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you think he's going to end up finding his way. Hopefully it's sooner than later because the playoffs are coming. But you think he's still got a shot at being the player that everybody hopes he's going to be. Yeah, for sure. And I think that this is going to be huge for him to get some playoff experience. Regardless of how the Islanders fare this postseason, um, it, it's always going to benefit a young player and even veteran guys to, to just have a taste of this. Uh, but no, in particular, being a younger guy, the fact that he's going to go through this for the first time, Wallstrom too. Um, I don't think Wallstrom is going to come out of the lineup in, in the playoffs. I know fans <laughs> are worried question. about that. <laughs> um, I know fans are worried about that, but I think that it's it's crucial for these younger players to get a taste of this, you know, just to have long term success. All right, so you took the the you put the answer out there already. Ready? I was going to ask you if you thought Wallstrom was going to dress game one. Yeah. So I guess we'll just keep on him for a second. Have you seen his game grow throughout the season here? Because he's been in and out of the lineup. Barry's had the shorter lease with uh, with him a little bit too. Do you, have you have you liked what you've seen out of him as the season has progressed? He put a couple of assists on the board last night. What do you, what do you see out of Ollie? You know, I think the most important thing, Shawnee, is that he's not afraid to shoot the puck. And the fact that these games in the playoffs are going to be 2-1, 3-2, these are not going to be track meets. I don't think so anyway, especially with the way the Islanders like to play. So you've got to get the puck on the net and hope for a second chance. Ollie has that shot, man. I mean, some of those have been, you know, just ridiculous shots. He looks looks like he's been playing this league for a long time with that shot, so... Um, it's crucial for him to, to shoot the puck more. It's crucial for a lot of these guys. I mean, look at Brock's goals the other night, um, right in front of the net, bang, bang. I mean, that, that's the, they, without Anders Lee, um, that element has been missing for, really for, since the, since the moment Anders went down. So they've got to get back to that. They've got to get more pucks than that. That's the only way that they're going to have any success in the playoffs. Talking with Brian Compton on the line, brought to you by our friends over at Thai Technology. If you can notice, Sean is wearing one of the wonderful Thai Technology shirts that we were sent to. That's right. So very nicely done, even if the microphone is covering our wonderful sponsors. (laughs) Right, I'm trying to situate myself. Now, now when do you guys get Manscaped shirts? Are those in the mail or what? They actually are, Brian. They they are. Uh, Along with the trimmers. uh, Along with the trimmers and boxer shorts. Yeah. That's true. T-shirts and boxer shorts. Now, you probably won't see the boxer shorts live on the air here at Hockey Night. This is my last time doing the show, if you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we're going to have a talk afterwards. We're going to figure out. No, they're they're not going to be on the show. But, uh, yeah, we got some stuff coming. So we're going to be able to have some some testimonials uh, (laughs) come next week. So we're going to have some fun with that. Yeah. 
Uh, that's it. Uh, I, okay. I promised myself I wouldn't make any jokes with Christian about this, and I'm not. I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I, I can imagine that's that's, that's really difficult for you right it, now. It is so hard. Mm, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I'm actually at a loss for words right now. Um, I, uh, I I'm very it. flustered. Um, this is, <laughs> God, Lord, we have to do a live read later on the program. Yes, we too. do. Yes, we do. Fascinating. <laughs> Uh, on the line, brought to you by our friends at Science Technology, Brian Compton with us from NHL.com. Uh, B-Comp, obviously, with the playoffs now here, basically, uh, Islanders ba- essentially set, I mean, I think they're going to end up playing Pittsburgh regardless of how those last couple games play out. But when you look at a series between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Washington Capitals, uh, Brian, let's say, you know, kind of play devil's advocate here and say there's still a chance that one of these two teams switches spots, or even Boston. Who, in your mind, is the team that you think the Islanders match up best going into the postseason, knowing all the Islanders' kind of flaws that they've had over the last uh, really month and a half? You know, for me, it always comes down to goaltending. Um, and I think the Islanders have the edge regardless of who they play. If, I mean, Varley is having a Vezina type of season. He really, really is. Um, and he's certainly going to get the nod in game one. I don't think there's any dispute about that. So um, the Penguins have given them trouble. So it's going to be tough no matter who they play. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, guys, I don't have the record in front of me, but Peter Laviolette has had a ton of success against Barry Trotz. Uh, I, I don't know what... I don't know what the reasoning is behind it. Christian, you probably remember this. There was a game, I think it was last year, pre-pandemic. Nashville, uh, I think he was still coaching the Predators. Nashville came oh, yeah. in and just pumped like seven or eight goals. Like, they just crushed them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for whatever reason, Lavi's had a lot of success against Barry. Doesn't mean it's going to translate into the playoffs. Um, but, you know, it's going to be tough regardless of who they play. Mal- Malkin is obviously healthy now for the Penguins. Uh, Dumoulin's back for those guys. Um, but for me, I think they have a fighting chance regardless of who they play just because Varlamov has been head and shoulders above either of these guys. So we'll see. I do remember that game, actually, because then the next game, the Islanders traveled to Boston, and Barry was not thrilled, and he mentioned it in the morning skate, and that was a story for a little bit. But I do remember, yeah. that. I do remember that, actually. Something happened in that game, too. I think Lavi kept his first power play. Yes, late in the yeah, game, I remember that. Barry was not happy yeah. afterwards. It was like, oh, boy. <laughs> B comp with all of this in mind, I, you know we we very famously remember you were the only person at uh, NHL dot com to pick the Islanders to make the playoffs a couple of years ago, and um, you know this and that. And I, I'm curious now. I want to put you on the spot a little bit. Everyone before really the last month and a half, everyone was talking about the Islanders being a Stanley Cup contender, a Stanley Cup um, you know team that that would be there in, in the Cup final. In your mind, is this a team right now? Knowing knowing what's happened over the last couple of weeks, uh, is, is this a team that's still a legitimate Stanley Cup contender? I I can't say no because I picked them to go to the final before <laughs> the season started. But I got to tell you, I'm wavering a little bit just because it just seems like it's taking them a long time to figure out who they are offensively. Um, there doesn't seem to be a, a ton of chemistry once you get past uh, Bo Brock and, and Bailey. Um, Leo seems to be, like I said, the, the, the fit next to Matthew on the left side and that Jordan Eberle, I mean, I know he got one last night. If he doesn't score, um, and Barzell has not really scored a ton this year. I know he leads them in points, but, um, he needs to put more pucks in that. So, uh, if these guys can build off what we saw last night, um, and if Varley can be the goalie that he's been over the course of the regular season, I think that they can still go on a decent run. And I think game one is probably going to give us at least somewhat of a gauge if they can, you know, 
exercise the demons of how they played on the road because let's face it they just have not been good away from the coliseum this year what do you think is the x factor then for this team um what is the biggest thing or or one particular player i guess you could say that that will be the difference maker for the islanders being a cup contender or or you know god forbid a first round or a second round exit you know what christian i and i think you guys would agree with me too the fourth line has not been the same this year Uh, i just haven't seen them play i mean like i brought this up with barry after the game thursday night like that was that had a preseason feel to it, mm-hmm. even though it was a game where they were trying to, you know, get back on track after losing those games in Buffalo. Right, um, and you just didn't see those three guys bring the energy that they're relied on to bring in, in those kinds of situations, in particular. So um, that's another thing that has to happen in the playoffs if they're going to go on a run. Those three guys have to figure it out. I mean, to think that Casey Sezikis that first year when Barry was coaching these guys went scored twenty goals. And now you don't even see him even as a threat offensively, really, whatsoever. He's not even getting chances. So um, that's something else that has to change in the playoffs. So the Islanders are going to go on a run. I'm with you there, Brian. And before we let you go, we, we're going to try something new with you, with, with some of oh, our boy. guests here. Yeah, don't worry. It's, <laughs> don't be scared. Um, you should be scared. It's, <laughs> it's called the random question that we're going to do with, with some of our guests here on, on Hockey Night New York. And, and Christian and I being such... Um, admirers of your fandom of the band Kiss, uh, we have a question for you, and that is, what is the least worst Kiss song in their awful library? Are you asking me what my favorite Kiss song is? Is that the random question? Yeah, that's the random question. (laughs) Because you insulted them, you know, so I'm... I'm I had to. You're ticking me off here, fellas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could I could insult them much worse. Sean did a very polite job of talking about the band he Kiss did. and I what know. a you you would have been way more obnoxious. I know. <laughs> I, I was gearing up to do it, and then you started you talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I I bounce back and forth. My favorite is is a song called "Lover All I Can." I I kind of like the songs that they don't play live more than the songs that they do play live. Like they don't get enough credit for how good those early studio albums were. Uh, so Lover All I Can, which is off Trust the Kill. That is my favorite Kiss song. What is that song that I try to uh, recall, that Kiss song about parting all the time or something like that? I couldn't remember what the name of the song was. Rock and Roll All Night? Rock and Roll All Night. I mean, that's wow. basically every Kiss song. They all sound the same. There's no way you didn't know that. I that's, did. This, I just that's wanted like to Okay, all Seriously. right. That's that's like your uh, cup of coffee. No, no, that I didn't know. Yeah, that I didn't I know. know. And again, I we've got know. we've got confirmation that I'm not the only one who didn't yeah, know that. Right. Um, but Brian Compton from NHL.com joining us here on the line, brought to you by our friends <laughs> over at Tide Technology. Uh, B Comp, uh, always appreciate you having on, having you on, buddy. We, we really do appreciate the time. I know there's uh, a lot better things you'd rather be doing on a Sunday night than uh, being insulted by us about your love of <laughs> A terrible, terrible, terrible band, but you are uh, kidding, we you are not kidding. <laughs> but we appreciate it. And hey, Brian, looking forward look look forward to next week because next week you can hear me talk about how I used a, a Manscaped lawnmower 4.0 uh, on my nether region. If that's not reason to tune in, I don't know yeah. what is. If that's not reason to sign off right now, <laughs> <laughs> Brian, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for giving us time, especially on the Mother's Day holiday. Have a great rest of your Sunday night. We'll talk to you soon, pal. All right. Anytime, fellas. Thanks for having me. Take, Take care. care, brother. All right, folks. That was the great <laughs> Brian Compton. Always love rails. having him on the show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we actually had some people in the audience saying they're off the rails already, and they're well, probably no, that was that was before when I was laughing. Oh, right. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you had mentioned the, the manscape, and then I just started laughing again. Right. No, I know. It's like. 
you know, you're almost thirty now, pal. So like, we can only use this young youth excuse for so long. Like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, get it together a little bit here. I mean, you had the giggles last week for for about a, a minute straight, you know, and and you know, you gotta try to you know compose yourself here. We got a show to run. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> cool. Wasn't paying attention. Were you saying something? Yeah, I, I, I was. I oh, was. Sorry. I was scolding you. On the air. I wasn't listening. That's good. That's fine. So, Brian Compton, everybody. Big thanks to him for joining us. Let's let, let's get back to the Islander talk here. And we talked about Semyon Varlamov. I think we're all in agreement that he's going to start game one, even though Sorokin has been playing very well this year. Are you okay? I was readjusting myself for the camera. Oh, okay. So... Keep it on, let's keep it on the goal. But yes, Semyon Varlamov. I think I think we can all kind of agree that he's he's earned that that starter role heading into the postseason. And and I, I think it's great though if you're if you're an Islander fan or if you've been watching this team all season. I think it's great that to even have the conversation that Ilya Sorokin can be kind of a legitimate yes. player yes. in the playoffs and someone that you could say, well, he kind of has earned a shot to to start a game in the postseason. Now, if again. Big. Yeah, if if they needed, yeah, if or if it got to that point, yeah, but but that's the point. Like you want to have be able to have that conversation now and realize, well, if he's this good now, how good is he going to be down the line if he keeps up the consistent play that he's had this season in his rookie year? So I think that's a positive sign. But Semyon Varlamov has played lights out, and I think that the the fact that he's played the way he has against every team from the Rangers to the Capitals to Boston to everyone in between. That's a great sign because these are teams that the Islanders need to beat. And, um, you know, when you have a goaltender playing basically at the same top notch level against the best team in the division and the worst teams in the division, that's a good sign. Yeah. And Brian made a great point. I mean, you can literally ride a hot goalie to the Stanley cup. You really can. And Semyon Varlamov is one of those guys that that can fit that mold. Yeah. So even if the the scoring struggles continue and they have to he, squeak he out keeps wins him in every game, one nothing two one, yeah. he does. And you know he's going to be a huge part of this playoff run. He was last year. He was a huge part of it. I mean, he's been pretty damn tremendous since he came over. And he he even upped the ante again this year with with again this this Vezina quality yeah. season that he's had. I'd, I'd be completely baffled if he was not at least nominated for the trophy. He may not win it, but I, I would like to think he's going to get nominated. But speaking of trophies, and what I wanted to kind of move this into was that the Islanders have a chance of grabbing another Jennings trophy here with, with Varlamov and, and um, Sorokin. <laughs> wow. Way to go there, buddy. Reset. Reboot. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, again, it's a great thing because when we talk about what makes the Islanders successful, it's always defensive. We start with the defensive unit, and there's no better and bigger and more important defender when it comes to any hockey team than its goaltender. And you talk about that on the penalty kill and everything else. It's always the goaltender is the most important penalty killer. The goaltender is the most important defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that speaks volumes for the system that the Islanders play because even because we all know the Islanders do not score a ton of goals most nights, and it's going to be a 3-2, 2-1, uh, you know, one nothing kind of affair, and you're going to need your goaltenders to step up in those big big spots, just like you were saying, Shawnee, and and that's what they've done all year for the most part. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've bailed them out in in, in games where you know the, the scoring was not when, when it was hard to come by. Yeah, you know, yeah, when and, the scoring was not there, right? Not yeah, literally not there. So it's going to be huge for them, and 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 I think that's going to be the key matchup for them. You talk about the X factor, and it's gonna it's going to be their goaltending. It really is that that's going to. I think their X factor is going to be the power play. Well, I mean, it, because I think we've seen it this season. Sorry, not to get off track, but we've seen it this season where 
I mean, not that it's cost them games, but big power play opportunities that weren't capitalized have ended up haunting them. Well, their power play wasn't great last year either, and they were able to go to the Eastern Conference Finals without it. I mean, it's not like you can you really you had those guys scoring, like you had the Eberleys and the Baileys and the. Barzal's finding the back of the net at certain points. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look, you can you can definitely make an argument up and down the the lineup as for what your X factor is, yeah. you know. And, and but that's look, they're all going to play a big part. The goaltending, the special teams, the PK could end up being an X factor. Yeah, because if, I mean, if it's they, played so well. If they play against these, you know, offensive powerhouses mm-hmm. like Pittsburgh and Washington, Washington they're yeah. going to have to keep those guys off the score sheet when they take penalties. And they're the going to have to stay out of the penalty box. And the Islanders have had a lot of success, really, for the most part, over the course of the season against Washington on the penalty kill. Right. So. Right, so it's all going to come into play, and they just got to hope that they can... Look, here, this was the key to their season last year, at least their playoff run, and, and pretty much to this team, the way this team is made up. They have to beat teams five on five. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just how it 100%. has to go. They're 100%. not going to beat them in the special teams. They're not. They're not going to outpower play anybody in these playoffs unless these seven to eight potential days of practice that they get are just miraculous. Otherwise, they're going to be, at best, mediocre, probably run-of-the-mill on the power play. So they got to get their five-on-five back together. And that's why I expressed concern mm-hmm. after those games they, they blew to the, the Capitals you know, not too long ago because the, the Caps matched them five-on-five. Five, right. And they clamped down on them five-on-five. Five. So you know, that made me a little, you know, I don't want to say nervous, but concerned about what that well, matchup may look like. It made you nervous. Sure, whatever, whatever adjective you want to use to get us through this segment. But... <laughs> but 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 they're gonna have to get that five on five game back and 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 again you know you know you have brian even mentioning the fourth line with with sezikis and those guys contributing some goals and some points so there's a lot of things that have to fall into place it doesn't mean that they won't or they can't they've definitely proven over the course of this year that they can rattle off 12 wins in a row or nine wins in a row whatever the case may be so it's just that they got to get those those gears back in place again and it's going to have to be with some of these new you know these new guys that they brought in again to a lesser extent Jay Jack but definitely mm-hmm. Paul Mary he's he's going to have to be a factor here in these playoffs if they want to go far. Oh 100%, 100%. Yeah. And that's why like I was saying earlier in the program it was so important for him to get going in these last couple games and why that effort in the game against New Jersey the other night was such a crucial one. Yeah. And now you have this last game against Boston up next where uh, it may or may not mean something depending on how much value you put in finishing third over fourth and if Boston's taking it as seriously as they, you know, you'd imagine they may or may not be because of where, where they stand in the regular season. Yeah, you don't season, know who so. they want to play, who they want to face. Yeah. I mean, you know, look, they might come all out because they think they still think they have a chance at the at the, the two spot. You know, they can't get right. Yeah, I mean, they can't get the, the one spot anymore. Pittsburgh clinched that, but you know, we'll see. Well, tomorrow night's going to be interesting. You know, if, if both yes. teams are taking it easy or, or, or what, you know, maybe that, fest. it gives you an idea of, of, of maybe who they think they, they match up better with. Because it, it reminds me of um, what the 2016 yes. season, right? Where Capuano rested his, his guys the last couple games and everyone, the was, everyone was up in arms about it. And then they got Florida and it ended up being the best thing that they could have asked for because they beat Florida. Hard in six to games. argue yeah. with how it went. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So tomorrow night will be very interesting. And some other interesting things going on with the Islander franchise I, I wanted to talk about real quick is uh, Bridgeport looks like they have a, a rebranding coming. Yeah, they've been uh, they've been teasing this all week long, basically, this weird reboot. Yes, it has been drawn out. Um, <laughs> and they've kind of inter interlaid, like it started that Tuesday or Monday, I forget what day it was, the, the day of their, mm. it was Tuesday, uh, the day of their last 
home, a less right. regular season Some glitches game. in the social media. And, but then there were like these little, like if you looked at the little glitch in the stay tune, there were little inter interlays of like hints of what was coming. Yeah, like, you know, bridge sound tigers not found dot ex and and all these right, different little right, things. And right. um, someone pointed out, and I, I retweeted it earlier. A string of their photos actually on one of them was a was that and i think sean you we were texting back and forth that day about it but mm. that b with what looked to be islanders kind of under the the yes b. yes um and that seemed to be interlaid onto onto a picture from their last game of the regular season uh that they had put somewhere i'm not sure exactly where that that right. those images had come from but right. it seems that they're hinting at some sort of name change involving the islanders and it looks uh, like it, they're going to be the Bridgeport Islanders. Right. That's what yeah. it looks like. The B, it looks like it's, it's made out of a stick. It's got the stick there, kind of right. like the, the Y and the NY for the Islanders. So I guess they're just uh, going uniform here with the with the branding. They're going to make, yes. make the farm team, same name, kind of like the Bruins do with the Providence Bruins. Okay. I mean, sure. I don't, you know, it doesn't really affect me either way. Yeah. But it looks like that's what's coming. Bridgeport Islanders. Yes. Coming soon to a Connecticut hockey team near you. A Connecticut hockey arena near you. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be Webster Bank Arena. Yeah. I guess the only strange thing is that um, Bridgeport isn't on an island. But, yeah, I don't, I don't you know. know. But, you know, it, do, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So there you go. There's Providence doesn't update. have bears. I mean, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> I'll give you that one. They, they might, though. They might have some bears in the woods. I don't know. They might. I don't know. I'm I don't, I don't keep track of the, I'm not, the animals of, of, of the Northeast region. It yes. doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> Much like basketball, football, and baseball. Yes. All right, moving as on. As you've clearly, and, and, most, uh, and, and most pop culture references, as you've proven. Ah, time and time again. Some, some. Yes, it's true. So, uh, hold this for later. A little uh, around the league. Uh, game recaps real quick. We already talked about it a little bit. You had the 4-2 loss against Buffalo. And then the on Monday, Tuesday, you have the shootout loss. I guess they played a little better. Right, right. <laughs> You know, they got a point. And they get the loss Thursday against Jersey. They get booed by their adoring fans. And then last night, they get the 5-1 win. Like you said, they finally get some goals on the board. Hopefully, that leads to more goals to come heading into the postseason. Yes. Great. You agree? Yeah. Okay, I mean, you got nothing to say. I mean, this is all stuff we've touched upon for the last 40 minutes. So I suppose. Minutes. All right, so... So, looking ahead, Boston tomorrow. Yes, the playoffs. <laughs> That's it. Looking ahead, Boston. No, there's nothing tomorrow. I'm like, like I said it. I'm, I'm, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I look at the notes and I basically say out loud whatever's <laughs> on the piece of paper. You know, you, you should, you should probably interfere with it one day, and I'll probably say something awful there. But Hi, Boston, Ron Burgundy, Boston is the next game and last game on the regular season schedule, and then we'll go from there. We don't know when the playoffs are going to start. We've heard Saturday. We've heard Sunday. It could very well be that they're waiting for the North Division to finish. Who, who knows at this point? But right now, the Islanders. What we do know, the Islanders will be in the playoffs by Tuesday or Wednesday. I believe we'll probably have a better picture of who they'll end up playing in the playoffs. Right. And then they will spend the rest of the time prepping for that specific team. And I, I think there is some interesting correlation between the Islanders and Penguins playing this this potentially final. Well, this would be the final playoff series at the Nassau Coliseum, so I can't even put the term potential in there. But the, <laughs> the last playoff series at the Nassau Coliseum, considering the history those two teams have, when you think about the 2013 playoff series between the Islanders and Pittsburgh Penguins and um, how that was kind of one of the, the first turning points for the organization yep, yep. Uh, and becoming and getting to where they've, they've got now, and then obviously their sweep of the Pittsburgh Penguins a couple of years ago in Barry Trotz's first year when uh, Brian Compton famously was the only person to pick the Islanders to, to make it to the postseason. Stuck his neck out a little bit. Yeah. Well, well, that's but, the. But that's. Mm-hmm. But that's. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I didn't mean to cut so, you off. It's okay. Um, 
but it, it, considering this is the final year at the Nassau Coliseum and the significance, and not even not even mentioning the fact that the Islanders have a very rich history against the Penguins in the in the playoffs, nineteen ninety three, um, and so on and so forth. So uh, I, I think it's almost fitting that if if this is the team they're going to face, Pittsburgh in the first round kind of seems to fit the historical bill that you would want for uh, kind of this last season in the, in, at the Nassau Coliseum at the old Sure, bar. why not? And that lets me go back to my initial pick of who I wanted to see in the first round of the playoffs. So sure, Pittsburgh. Let's see them. Let's see what happens. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, why not? Nothing more. It doesn't matter. All right. Okay. It doesn't matter. So that that's the landscape. Wow. okay. That's the landscape coming ahead for the Islanders. So now it's time to talk about Manscaped. So the manscaped below the waist manscaped are the below the waist grooming champions. Of I want to point out you're the one that's already laughing right off the bat. Who just released their brand new lawnmower 4.0 for all your manscaping needs to make sure your playoff beards are only where they should be. I mean, look, it's 2021. You got to make sure that the playoff beards are only where they should be. So it's waterproof. You can manscape in the shower. It's got an LED light. You can manscape in the dark. It's got a travel lock, so you can manscape on the go. Christian, you might be traveling to some games on the road this year for the playoffs, so bring the bring the lawnmower 4.0 with you. Absolutely, and when you're on the road covering <laughs> hockey games, you want to look your best from top to bottom, and certainly the Manscaped uh, Lawnmower 4.0 is, is a device that gives you that opportunity. Shawnee, speaking of traveling these days, uh, nobody wants to take a trip down south and, uh, and end up in an unruly forest. That was your line, which I really like. <laughs> Uh, most important for the Lawn Mower 4.0 is the new feature is the ceramic blade with skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents for a smooth experience. And let's face it, guys, you don't want an accident when you're grooming that part of your body. No, you don't. Uh, and one of the Delicate. coolest other features that this, this device has is the new wireless charger. Again, talk yes. about traveling for those on the go, whether you're traveling to cover hockey games, whether you're traveling to follow your favorite team. If you want to sure. go on the road and see the Islanders playing Pittsburgh sure. or Washington or wherever they may go. Or you go this, to the library. Or <laughs> go to the library. I don't know why you would go to the library to do this sort of thing, but sure. We don't encourage that, by the way. Don't go to the library. and, uh, and well, before, uh, you go to li- <coughs> Excuse me, before you go to the library. So, another great feature, and uh, Manscaped, the right tools for the job. And if you want 20% off, you can get the promo code or go to uh, – I'm going to mess this up now. Cause Do it. Do it. You're going to get 20% off plus free shipping uh, using the promo code HockeyNightNY and go to Manscaped.com. That's go to Manscaped.com, and when you're placing your order, uh, use the promo code HockeyNightNY when you're getting your lawnmower uh, four point. Oh, that's 20% off again with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code HockeyNightNY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. There you go, folks. Manscaped. Manscaped.com. 20% off. Free shipping. Promo code HockeyNightNY. And that's all their selections there. They also have a nose trimmer. It's called the Weed Whacker, of course. And uh, plenty of other grooming products that we'll be talking about over the next couple of shows. Absolutely. So thanks to Manscaped for, for sponsoring Hockey Night New York. And, of course, they'll, they're sending us their, their new Lawnmower 4.0. That's right. So we'll be able to offer testimonial starting next First-hand week. First-hand experience, guys. Yeah. Look forward First-hand to First-hand experience. So look forward to that. We're dreading it. No. We'll be fine. <laughs> so, so with that out of the way, Christian, you want to swing it to the hero of the week? Brought to you by the Blue and Deli half-price hero of the week? That's right, pal. That's right. So let's do it. We'll go like this. We'll go like this. 
I want to hear the song, ladies and gentlemen. That means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli Bagels Half Price Hero, which this week is the Mr. Ledecky. It features turkey, ham, provolone, lettuce, tomato, and mustard on fresh rye bread. Get it half price all week, starting tomorrow. That's Monday through Sunday, where we'll announce a brand new half-off hero. Stop in and mention Hockey Night New York for half-off the Mr. Ledecky. Christian, it doesn't really matter who goes first, but... Do you remember who goes first? I think it's you, Sean, and I will let you speak for the two of us because our, our decision is unanimous this we, week. We, yes, it's true. We are in unison this week. We picked the same gentleman. So, with two goals last night versus Jersey, because, look, they lost every other game this week, so we didn't have a lot to choose from. Maybe maybe you get an honorable mention in there that we can talk about, but this guy for me, and I guess for Christian as well, is your hero of the week. Two goals last night versus the Devils, one on the power play, one Mr. Brockley Nelson. And so I guess we'll just push the button yeah. for you as well. Uh, please. Thank Rock you. Nelson. Across the board. Across the board. Unanimous. We're getting some we're getting some other picks. We got Leo in the chat. We got Nelson in the chat. We got Bailey in the chat. Joe McGrath said no demos, please. Uh, no, there won't be any live on the air demos with Manscaped. My inclination is always to give Leo Kamarov my for, my hero of the week, but I feel <laughs> we like know this. I feel like if I did, nah, there'd be a riot outside the studio. There could be. There could yeah. be. The, the the Leo support only goes so far in the Islander fan base, and it doesn't go as far as you take it. Yes. Well, Bo, and also, <laughs> Malarania, yes. Bo is on a, on a point streak, I believe. So he could have been a, in, a, in the conversation as well. But we felt yeah. Brock Nelson scoring two goals, really getting going. I, I think that serves as a, as a bigger hero because it speaks to the bigger picture of what's going on with it's the It's the Islanders. hero of this week. Right. He led them to a win. He had the game-winning goal last night. Yeah. He is not the win. He is not the hero of the the point streak. Well, I was going to give a much more <laughs> elegant response than that, but you decided to jump in and talk nonsense. Oh, you know it works. That's what we do here. That's what we do. So there you go, Brock Nelson, your Blue Line Deli and Bagel Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Half Price Hero of the Week, the Mister Ledecky. And uh, you know, honorable mention to Oliver Wallstrom. He had two assists last night. Yeah, he assisted on a. Uh, one, at least one of Brock's goals, the one on the power play. And he had the assist on Kyle Palmieri's goal. There you go. There you go. Big goal for Kyle, as we discussed. So let's see where we can take it from here, pal. I think we cut. Oh, you know what? We got to talk around the league because something big happened on the way to Manhattan this week. And one Mr. Tom Wilson got himself in the headlines again. So why don't we talk about that? Okay. You look really psyched about it. I mean, I love the enthusiasm, Chris, and I'm so glad you're here. As I said to Sean before the show, I actually kind of forgot about it because I was just over it. I, I think everyone's over it. I think everyone's over Tom Wilson, to be to be honest with you. The guy is, 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 is what he is at this point, and, and you know what you're getting. And I, I think if you're the Islanders and you look at that series and you go, all right, well, you hope that if you end up playing the Washington Capitals, you're not getting the brunt of the Tom Wilson shenanigans like you've seen the last couple times the Islanders have played the Capitals in the postseason. But the Islanders are a team that's that's set up to have kind of that. They have guys that can kind of protect the guys that they need to be the the Oliver Walshams, the the Matt Barzells, the you know Brock Nelsons. They have you know Ross Johnson. They have a Matt Bar, uh, Matthew um, Martin, and they have you know Cal Clutterbuck. Casey Zekas can play a gritty game. Even Thomas Hickey, if he can get in, sure. Uh, you know he's a little he's a little ball of fire when he's out on the ice. So the, the yeah, guys, one of the few guys that still throws a hip check out there. Yeah, but but Tom Wilson, I mean, 
nothing surprises you, I think, at this point, and, and nothing should surprise you with the reaction yeah. from the league or lack of reaction, considering how. I don't know. Um, I, I really thought how they might do more than five thousand dollars. I mean, they've mollycoddled this guy his entire career. And, what's that about? He's a he's a good player. You can say what you want about the way he plays, but he's yeah, a talented guy and a good, and a, players a good team. Suspensions and whatnot. I mean. You know, it's not like it's not like he's an untouchable. He's not near the level of the the guys. Maybe you say, they've, but they've made him to be an untouchable. He's he's an untouchable well, because they don't, they don't they don't they don't they they don't penalize him from when he does shenanigans, and it, it probably it. It probably won't be until someone gets seriously hurt that the league will have to step in and go, oh wow, we should have done something about this ages ago. And um, you know, much like what the NHL usually does, they don't get on the ball until it's too late. So and Islander fans were just as upset as Ranger fans when that all happened and when they, uh, because the I uh, think, fine came down. I think Islander fans have seen the destruction that Tom Wilson can cause to their own personnel. Um, you know, the, you know very famously, Lubinir Visnovsky was wiped out of the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, by Tom oh, Wilson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, and that was, a Visnovsky was a fan favorite on the island when they when they were, when were he was playing here. He was playing so. great, yeah. Um, I mean, that was a pretty vicious hit, and you kind of remember the reaction between New York and, and Washington and, and the, even the media coverage where, you know, people in Washington were like, oh, it was just a regular play, and, and, and people in New York were, were calling for Tom Wilson's head. So right. um, there seems to be this disconnect, and, and kind of with everything that you see in the world nowadays, if you have a certain perspective, it's, um, you know, you think Tom Wilson is this great player that plays above board and doesn't do anything wrong, and I think there's a perspective outside of that when you're not in, in the Washington metro area that – Tom Wilson is a is a player that doesn't play above board and, and lays dangerous hits and doesn't play a clean game of hockey. And I think, um, you know, when you look at the way he, he what he did to Buchnevich and when he looked at what he look at he did to Panarin, I think it's pretty clear what what perspective is the right one and which perspective is the wrong one. Yeah, I I, I just I'm just as baffled as everybody else. But was. okay, but <laughs> as, as someone put as someone put on Twitter, you know, after it happened, thirty one NHL general managers was, would take Tom Wilson in a heartbeat. And I think that speaks more to the culture and the need for change in the game of hockey than anything else because that's as mad and upset as people were, that statement is 100% true. It might be about those 31 GMs. I don't think it speaks for the, f- the fans of the NHL, though. This, I mean, you look at the outcry when, when the suspension came down. I mean, it was, it was heavy, and it wasn't just in, in, in Ranger Town and Islander Country. It would seem to be, you know, it spread a little further throughout the league, and and look, I mean, you can go down a list of guys like. But you saw the. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But you saw the you're report. Doing a great job of that tonight. You saw the report that came out from from Frank Frank Saravelli of TSN about how the Rangers who put out a pretty strongly worded statement, and apparently that came from the top from James Dolan. Right. But how the Rangers put out a pretty strong statement instead of galvanizing the other 30, 30, you know, thirty teams around the league to rally behind the New York Rangers, they rallied behind. Tom uh, Tom Wilson and George Peros, who has shown time and time again, he just doesn't know what he's doing when it comes to <laughs> policing the, the game of hockey. Uh, and I think that again, the Tom Wilson hit is a um, is as clear as clear a sign as any that they just don't take uh, their job of protecting the players is second to preserving teams to have the players that they want on the ice. It's been inconsistent for a long time. And if this goes back to when Colin Campbell was running things. I mean, yeah. you remember the Wheel of Justice yes. that, yeah. <laughs> that they made way back when. I will say Shanahan did yeah. a decent job. And at least at least he made more of an effort to to kind of dissect 
mm-hmm. the why. He, he remember he did the videos, very dramatic. Yes, yeah. He would stand in front of the screen. <laughs> yeah. This is why we did that. This yeah. is what happened. This is a hockey player, whatever the case may there be. It was more transparent. Yeah, for sure. So now it's kind of back to you know, here's our ruling. Deal with it. You know what I mean. Yeah. And and you know you can understand why fans and and perhaps players and and coaching staffs and whatnot alike. You know, can get upset about that, and especially when it's your guy that that's that's you know on the bad end of it. You know what I mean? But look, and 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 it's probably easy for fans to say, "Hey, look, if he was on my team and he did that, I wouldn't condone it." Sure, but I mean, a lot of people are biased, and and it's sometimes in those moments, it's tough to look at it from an unbiased perspective and say, "Yeah, you know what? What he did was wrong, and he should be you know penalized for it." You'd like to think people would, but when the guy's on your team, it's a little tougher to say. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, but I, I, I again, I think it speaks to the bigger issue and something. I mean, I've talked about it at length at this on this yeah. podcast before. Is that. Um, you want to know why hockey is where it is in the sports landscape? Here's just another example of why. Yeah, it seems like it's behind. It's, because, I mean, they have to improve things on, on this front. Uh, because if you're a casual sports fan and you watch someone basically mug someone twice and assault someone on the ice and the worst they get is kicked out of the game for, for a short period right. of time and then fine $5,000. Uh, right, and you look at what the uh, aftermath is for the other team. Panarin ends up getting yeah. hurt for the rest of the season. I mean, look, their season was over, but it doesn't matter. The guy got hurt. The guy was physically injured. Yeah. You know, I mean, re- forget about how it affects the team on the ice. The guy just caused somebody to be injured, right? And, and it, yeah, it's a bad luck with, with what he did to Bucinevich as well. So, yeah, I mean, I just was floored when it was just $5,000. I mean, I, I, I don't know if I could sit here and tell you what the, the right amount was, the right amount, whether it's money or whether it's games or whatnot, but $5,000 means absolutely nothing. It, really, it wasn't a punishment at all. It really wasn't. It was like, all right, I guess we got to do something. Right. 5K. You know, which right. is which is basically three cents to to anybody, you know, to us on the show or whomever else, right? So <laughs> yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make a, a, a damn of a difference. But but that's why I, I I'm over talking about it because at this point nothing's changing. Like it happened. Wilson's Wilson got his fine. He probably paid it, and that's it. And nothing's going to change with this league, right? But I mean, th- look, depending on what you believe, there was there was quite the aftermath of this whole situation, specifically with the New York Rangers. The statement comes out. You say it seems like it came down from Dolan. That seems to be the word on the street and they end up firing their present general manager jd who you know for him he was only what with the organization two years gordon maybe a little bit longer but but look these guys get fired they're out everybody watching the new york rangers thought they were on the way to being a good team right you know i've been saying it for a long time next year maybe the year after they're going to be a real tough team in the metro division assuming we end up back there and and these guys are getting canned and and you know the the statement they put out is that ah you know the performance on the ice the rebuild is taking too long I don't believe that for a second it has everything to do with being on board with that statement and it seems like they weren't and James Dolan was like my team you're either on board or you're not I'll see you guys later I mean I think if I'm the Rangers the big Ranger fan I should say the big bigger concern is now the prospect of James Dolan being as heavy-handed with the Knicks, uh, as with the Rangers, as he's been with the I Knicks about and the involvement uh, yeah. with the organization and why things are the way they are and why you look at a guy like Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving in the NBA and why they would choose to go to Brooklyn over a team like the New York Knicks and, and play in Madison Square Garden. So if I'm the Rangers fan, if I'm the Ranger fan, that's, uh, that is what I, my concern is now, is that there's going to be some meddling in that um, – you know these rash decisions that, uh, you yeah. Know, when, the, we, when we talk about teams building and getting to where they should be, um, there is not as much patience, especially in the New York market, for for something like that for the two Garden teams. The now. few Ranger fans that I've spoken to about it so far are not happy. 
Yeah. Not happy at all. Davidson and Gordon were doing a very good job. They were doing an excellent job. You hate to say it. Yes, we're all I don't hate to say it. I don't care. Well, you don't care. I'm 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 speaking to the to the audience because it's an Islander fan audience. They were doing a good job. The Rangers were on their way to to being a good team. They absolutely were. They they were finally building through the draft. They were building with youth. They weren't doing the whole doing the whole we'll just sign whatever free agent we want thing. I mean they did it with Panarin, but <laughs> but not as heavy as they used to. And they've they've they're starting to build a team that's probably going to be good for for a long time. Now, if this whole thing with with Dolan uh blowing it up and jury coming in derails that, mm, it's a shame. You hate to see it. But I mean it's what's going on over there, pal? Are you okay? All right, your mic shifted. All right, fair enough. So, so it was coming off. I didn't want it to fall off mid sentence. All of a sudden, you're you've been you've been very entertaining these last two weeks. I mean, nothing's going to top last week. No, no, no. that was that was phenomenal. Too. That was fantastic. I missed that. <laughs> that was a good time. I had a lot of fun watching that. That was great. Well, I'm glad someone did. So, so Christian, I think now it's 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 time. It's part of the show where I plug RJ Daniels. You go through the <laughs> chat and see if we have any listener or viewer questions, and then and then we'll answer some. I think I think that's a good way to go here. You, we good on the Ranger drama? Yeah, we're good on the Ranger drama. Okay, folks, if you can't make it to the game, whether it's at home or whether it's on the road, and you need to watch the game somewhere, RJ Daniels in Rockville Center is the place to be. So they have plenty of special. Why are you spots. laughing? Because I I, 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 I missed my I lost my place. I'm laughing at myself. I could do a better job. Get it together. Yeah, seriously. So five five dollar sixteen ounce Bond Rocker Rails, fourteen dollar Bud Light pitchers, seventeen dollar domestic buckets, four dollar domestic bottles or pints, plenty of food specials as well. They have a separate menu. Great stuff on there. They'll have the sound on for the game. So if you're looking for a spot to watch a playoff game, that's where it's going to be. Great stuff going on over there. Head on down to 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center from pregame until the final horn, whichever comes first. And also, as far as RJ Daniels go, and now a lot of things have to bend the right way because we don't know what's going on with the schedule yet, but there have been some discussions. We may do some sort of live event there, maybe a pregame show, if things, again, bend the right way. It depends on scheduling. It depends on whether the Islanders are on the road or not, what day of the week, but we got some things in the work behind the scenes here. We're hoping we can do some kind of live event. We will obviously keep you guys posted. You'll be the first to know. Plug it on the show here. We'll plug it on social media, so keep your eyes out for that. We'll let you guys know. So, with that out of the way, Christian, give me some awesome questions from our viewers. I got nothing. Again? Yeah. That's a lie. I saw some questions in there. I own, my chat only goes to a certain point. That doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense at I all. had to refresh. Okay, well... So I'm only, I can only go back till about 8.20. So, okay, so you have nothing. This is such a, such a failure on your part. We're, we're going to blame you for this. So, I think... All right, question. Has Bella... Why don't you look at the top? I'll give you this one now. Has Bellows fallen I out of good... I can't look at the top. All right, I'll look at the top. Yeah, you have to look at the top. I'm going to read this question. You're going to field it, and then I'm going to look at the top. Has Bellows fallen out of good grace with Trots? Surprised to see him rest so many guys, but not cycle him in. Yeah, Take that was interesting. I, I'm a bit surprised, too, but especially since Trots, for the most part, has talked about how Kiefer Bellows was going to be such a big part of the Islanders' playoff push. So, has he fallen out? Uh, I mean, I guess... One of the tough things now with Palmieri in the mix, with Zajac in the mix, with um, you know some guys that are already established here, Michael Dal Cole, 
you know, Kiefer Bell has kind of lost his his spot as far as where he's going to get into the lineup and as quickly yeah. as he's going to get into the lineup. I think that was pretty clear. I, you know, I asked Barry a couple times about that during the course of the season, and it wasn't a matter of, of him wanting to get him back into the lineup. It's a matter of if he's playing well enough or if there's the room to get him back in. And I think the depth chart now with what the Islanders have moves Bellows further down than I think we would have all imagined he'd be at this point during the season. But again, Bellows hasn't played as as well as I think a lot of people would have liked to see him play. Yeah, I think the only way we see him in the playoffs is if the Islanders are really struggling, which obviously would be a bad sign. Maybe go down you know, a couple games or whatever the case may be. Or there's injuries. I think that's really the only way he gets cycled in. Now, that being said, he'll, he'll dress game one. But um, that, that seems the way it typically goes. Now, we have a question here from Joe underscore McGrath. One, can top line Leo play his normal, normal agitator role in the playoffs while on Barzell's wing? Or is he going to have to play it straight? That's a good question. I think he can, he can play that agitator. I mean, you're not changing your game in the playoffs. And the one thing we, that Barry Trotz and, and we've also talked about is that this is an Islander team that's built to play in the playoffs. And I think that role suits the Islanders and, and organizations better in the postseason more than it does in the regular season because you're going to need to um, kind of have that grit and kind of have that uh, that toughness to your lines, each and every one of them during the playoffs because these series are going to be grinds, um, you know, and we talked about it the other week. These are teams that are very, very, very familiar with each other. The Islanders are not seeing the, you know, the it's not like the Islanders during a regular season see Washington four times a year. They've seen them eight times a year, and they've seen them pretty regularly eight times a year. So they are or Pittsburgh. Um, so there is no secret here, and you're, it's going to be a grinding game, a grinding battle between these two teams in the postseason. These are not going to be games where you're winning, um, kind of on on skill and 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 you know these these blowout games that we've seen during the course of the regular season right you are christian right you are, are you even listening no i was scanning for questions but Which the, there are but the viewers were and the listeners were and that's that's the most important part so i would also like to answer joe's question from probably like a half hour ago <laughs> okay go for it so yeah. there were questions no, no, well, it wasn't a question. It was a sarcastic remark. Ah, uh, okay. It was more, it was uh, him asking, uh, is it just me or is Christian's facial hair freshly sculpted on the same night they unveil a new sponsor? Coincidence? I think not. Uh, to answer that question, no, it's not freshly sculpted. This is this, this is the same <laughs> no, stuff that's, that's been there since... Uh, see, sitting in, in Christian's presence here, I can see it in a little more detail. Not freshly sculpted. No. No, no. it's not. It's not. But you know what? It might be next week. It might be next week. Because you, you got the right tools for the job now. That's right. You will have the right tools for yeah. the job in a couple of days. So that'll happen. Man, we're, we're really plugging here. Uh, uh, here's a question. What is Panarin thinking now? Probably wish, wished he signed with the Isles. He came to the Rangers because of J.D. I don't know. Do we know that? Do we um, know to the Rangers because of J.D.? I don't know that off the top of my head. But, yeah. I mean, at the same time, I don't necessarily know if he's regretting it. I think that, listen, in hindsight's twenty twenty. also you have to imagine if you're the <laughs> Islanders, uh, you would have been playing without Panarin for at least – couple games this year considering the fact that oh, right the overseas he, issues the overseas issues that yes. occurred so and jg pajot would not be a new like right. um, either listen i i think hindsight is 2020 and i think at this point who cares if, if, if he does he wish he signed with the islanders does he not wish he signed with the islanders the fact of the matter is he didn't and right now at least for the last couple of years the islanders have been better off with the rosters that they've put together and the, and the way they've molded them together so Maybe it was a good thing for the Islanders. You never know. It's weird how that stuff can shake out. Uh, we have a question from Mel Armenia 22 Do you think the off se- in the offseason, do we move Lad? 
I don't know. Um, is anybody going to take him? Probably not. I think maybe we see something similar to what happened with Johnny Boychuk this previous offseason. Maybe they find a way to, to put him on L- LTIR. I don't know what else they're going to really be able to do. You know, I, can't, I mean, look, they almost had the deal with, with Minnesota for Parise. Right. So I guess it's possible to move him. But, you know, I, th- I think I think. They, they might have to get a little more creative. I don't know if anybody's going to take him in a trade, especially now with the flat cap and the way everything's changed now. Like, who's going to take on that contract? Seattle. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, if who, there's an out, maybe that's the one. Well, who knows? You're right. Who knows? There's a lot of ifs. Maybe try and work a deal with Seattle. Um, maybe, you know, there is a trade to be made if there's some movement with the cap and you, you there's a team that wants to – you know, protect someone and then they can, you know, I mean, there, there's with the, with the, with the expansion draft, the way it is and, and kind of the wackiness of the off season, I'm sure there will be, there will be some solutions to that issue. It's just a matter of figuring out what they will be. And, um, I think, I think Seattle plays a role in that. And I think the, the structure of the salary cap next year plays a role in that. I do have faith that Lamarillo probably will do something to get either all or a good portion of that contract off of his hands. <laughs> uh, I do think you're on the right track with Seattle. Yeah. I do. I think if, if there is a way, that's probably the way to do it, whether it's a trade or whether it's, you know, coaxing Ron Francis into taking him <laughs> like uh, Garth Snow did with JF Baruby, right, right? You know, way back when. So, I mean, that's going to be interesting. But look, he, he, he figured a, a way out of the, the cap. You know, to an extent, going into this year, getting, you know, with the Boychuk situation. Right. Uh, I mean, they, there still was a casualty. They didn't want to trade Devontae's, and they still had to. So hopefully we don't see a similar situation going into next year. But, you know, uh, thankfully that's not a worry for right now because this team's trying to win a Stanley Cup. UX98 asked, did uh, Lad actually play in Bridgeport? I believe he did play a couple games down in Bridgeport this year. Uh, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Bridgeport only played. He's about- been with the taxi squad, right? He's been no, no, he's on the he's on the Bridgeport. Oh, he has. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, I, I believe he played a couple games down in Bridgeport. They were only played a twenty four game season. It wasn't like there was a lot of options. And um, I think the Islanders are more concerned with getting their you know the, the prospects that they hope to one day have or make an impact in the NHL. Get them more playing time than they, than anything else. Yeah. So yeah, but he did get he did get playing time. Yeah, and that weird Bridgeport season's over now, right? They played their last game. Yep. The the the, the yep. season against two teams only. Yes, is over. Yeah, we'll, we'll. yeah. Remember when I said they started? They started promoting this uh, update or reboot after their final regular season game. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So once again, guilty of not listening to you, Christian. Trying to keep Sounds everything together right. over here. You know, trying to run the show. A lot of a lot of a lot of technical Sounds stuff going on over here. About. So I think that covers us for the questions. Yep. Yeah, I think we're good. So I think, you know, outside of that, just want to remind everybody that we got some brand new swag over at HockeyNightNY.com. We got some shirts. We got some fancy hats. You can check them out. If you like what you see, you can get 10% off with promo code H-N-I-N-Y-10. And I think from there, we can play the music here and head on out. Yeah? So I want to send a big thanks to Brian Compton of NHL.com for joining us for... An excellent spot tonight, as always. Want to send a huge thanks to our sponsors, Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington. Head on over for great food, great service, and great people. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. A huge thanks to Thai Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at thaitechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 and get three free months of service, three 
free months of service. And of course, a big thanks to our brand new sponsor, Manscaped. Get 20%, 20% off and free shipping with promo code HockeyNightNY at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code HockeyNightNY. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And of course, a big thanks to you guys for checking us out here at twitch.tv slash HockeyNightNY and a big thanks to everybody listening on your favorite podcast providers. If you're not checking us out on Twitch yet, please do so. And of course, if you enjoy the, enjoy the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. Tell your friends, spread the word. Follow Christian at CAArnold01 on Twitter. Follow myself at Hockey. Follow the show on all social media platforms at HockeyNightNY. For Christian Arnold, my name is Sean Cuthbert. We've been Hockey Night in New York. We'll keep you updated if we do a live event for the playoffs. But the playoffs are coming. The big games are coming. Let's see some big wins, some big games from the New York Islanders. In any case, we'll be talking about it. We'll see you next week. Bye. See you later.